everyone it's scaring is sharing yeah the place where we share our scares with each other and you and we are coming at you a little more raw this time like a like <laughs> yeah. a like a fucking ghost face murder scene raw dog in it hell yeah <laughs> depending on who you are that's either gross or hot I, it's like one or the other whatever it's or all you're like same. hot dogs raw gross yeah or it, maybe it's maybe it's like hellraiser where <laughs> pleasure and pain are one and the same gross <laughs> and hot are really different ends of the same spectrum you are jeremy the original sasquatch slim rusk and you are brandy joe Plamback, the flaming scream queen that's right. Or the cream queen. I was just going to say, one of my our friends, I posted us at the movies, and he's like, I really zoned in on your cream queen shirt because the S kind of got cut off. Yeah, it's got cut off, so it looks like cream queen. Which is, I think you know, maybe it's my new title. Whatever. I like cream it's queen. Good. It's good. <laughs> one of my friends just texted me that, that, that he's at the movie and it just ended in there at the Q&A, the live Q&A version. There Whoa, was like cool. Another one that came out. And I think one of the, I got these tickets before I knew of that. And mm -hmm. it, it is happening at some of the theaters right now. But it's oh, that's cool. That's cool. We are recording later than we ever have right now because we wanted to do, it's our most timely episode. We're really, we're like real reporters. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? How weird is that? I like, this is the first time I think we've ever gone to the movies, rushed home, and then recorded like immediately after. Yes seeing a movie and then we're putting it out tomorrow on the official release day of Jesus. the movie. So, so yeah, like, I mean, not that there's like a ton of editing that goes into these. It's normally taking out some extraneous ums and tightening things up a little bit, but that's not happening. So when we have those long, boring, scary pauses, now you know why. Yeah, and if I go into some strange tangents, they're all gonna be in there. <laughs> like it all stays in. Do you know what I cut out of the last episode? What? Did you listen to it? Some of it. I didn't listen to the whole episode. <laughs> well, I cut out you spoiling malignant for people. Oh, okay. Good, good, I good. I chopped it out. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm glad you did. Because after the fact, I was just like, I probably shouldn't have put any of that in there. We do spoilers, but we almost always, and I, I would say I'm probably, you know, 95 times out of 100 that we've d talked about spoilers, mm -hmm. we usually always say, and now we're talking spoilers. You get like two seconds to know it, but we, we warn you. And that last one, I was like, this is not fair for you to throw out. No, I jumped right into it. Yeah, no, it just came out. I was like, I jumped <laughs> right into it and was like, oops, which, okay. So it, it, obviously, you know, because you're looking at the episode on Spotify or Apple or whatever you're looking at, it's Scream. We're doing the new Scream, Scream 5. Uh, are we talking spoilers? We, I think we will, but I have other things to talk about first. Oh, okay. Sorry. I just want to get ahead of us because speaking of spoilers, <laughs> I want to make sure because this is the timeliest thing we're doing. So Yes, and we definitely will. I think let's talk not spoilery first and then we'll talk spoilers. Okay. But cool. I have some other things to talk about. Um, first of all, my friend Bobby like just sent me a message the other day and he was like, how did I not know you have a podcast? And I was like, I don't know. Every week I like we're Facebook friends. I'm like, every post week it. I post about it. It's all over the He's like, place. But he somehow just came upon it. So he just sent me a message and he said, I got to tell you, I am loving the podcast. I'm like halfway through episode six so far and it's been great. Y'all have great chemistry and can carry a conversation really well while still being super fun. Definitely a new addition to my driving rotation. Uh, thank you, Bobby. You may be listening to this a year after you started listening, or maybe you'll give up eventually, but I'm grateful to have that little bit now. <laughs> yeah, he got into six episodes, so, you know, that's that's good. That's like six hours of listening to us talk. I also want to say we got two more five-star ratings, so thank you, whoever that was. Appreciate that on Apple Podcasts. Gotta love that. Awesome. And then I just have one more little tidbit just because I had it all queued up here, and it is another um, telegram from Teacher Drew who writes, 
Hey guys, the new episode was enjoyable as usual. The Phantom Carriage is an underappreciated classic, and I'm glad you liked Malignant. And I'm glad you liked Malignant as much as I did. Truth be told, I can't understand why it is so divisive. If I had seen it sooner, it definitely would have been on my top 10 of 2021. I'm crazy excited to see the new Scream movie this week. I have high hopes, but I'm sure I won't be disappointed. Looking forward to hear what you think. Till then, feel better, Brandy Joe, and stay healthy, Jeremy. Love to you both, Teacher Drew in Phoenix. Teacher Drew, thank you, and I am feeling better. Thank you. Thank you, Teacher Drew. And you know what? Speaking of malignant, uh, you know, I'm I'm just going to call him out. So when he sees me, uh, elite friend of the podcast, Ethan, was not Ethan! a fan. Ethan! And he, let, he let me have it last time I saw him Ooh, hanging that out with the guys. Hot. So, yeah, he was not a fan of malignant. So Was it was, hot when he let you have it? You know, it oh. can. It can get real <laughs> steamy. Oh, just but really? Of... He just like it's so interesting how that movie like they no, he was like too. I wasn't a fan. He's like I couldn't believe you guys were so into it. So I was like, well, so you know, funny. matter of opinion, man. I said, you know, I went into it when the first scene of the movie is like it looks like fucking Arkham Asylum from Batman, like, and they're like the patient is going crazy. And like I was like I knew the tone of the movie. Like I jumped into the world as soon as they started with a spooky old castle like building. <laughs> like I knew what they were going for. So I think some people just, um, I don't know. I, I feel like Malignant is kind of a throwback style of movie that just people aren't ready for with modern, you know, something a little cheesier, a little more, not cliched, but you know, older tropes. It looked like it was tying into some like, uh, old dark house, spooky, crazy Scooby Doo mystery kind of stuff that I don't think uh, we're used to getting from modern horror movies anymore. Yeah, it's weird. It feels fresh and also recycled at the same time, like in a, a in a good way. Yeah. But like how so many things are like trying to be throwback to like eighties and seventies. Like it did. I have heard, and I know I referenced this before, of it being sort of like a nineties throwback. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I am like, oh, this is what it means. It does sort mm -hmm. of feel like that, like a little yeah. post eighties slashery, but not quite like that later nineties scream. I know what you did last summer, like somewhere kind yeah. of like right before, right around there, maybe. It's it's I kind of like, loved it. Yeah, because it feels like a post eighties thing because it has enough eighties ish flair. Uh, but it's not quite modern feeling because now everything is meta and we'll get into that. But that's like everything has to be meta now. That's how they make everything. So. And friend of the podcast, Tess, elite friend of the podcast who we saw at the movie tonight. She she wrote me, and I, I believe that she said also she really liked Malignant, but she's like, God, those wigs killed me, though. And it did cross my mind that I thought that the girls in particular, the, the sisters, had kind of bad wigs. But I also thought that might have been intentional to fit in with that sort of 90s feel, because even though it was present day, mm -hmm. her hair felt like it was supposed to be like bad hair from the 90s. Yeah, throwback. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But teacher Drew, I'm excited to hear, and he's very confident that he's going to enjoy Scream. So I hope he does. Yeah. And, and I hope. truth be told, Jeremy and I left the theater, and we don't know what each other thought of the movie nope, right now. Nope. We're gonna find out. Kind of fun. But first, did you watch anything this week, Jeremy? Oh my God, man! I've been living in a just a, a world. I've gone down to an underworld of bad taste lately. It's just oh, lot of lot of like watching the, the movie Bad Taste over and over and over. Sort of. I mean, these are movies that are right in line with like the style of Bad Taste. I've just okay. been on a tear of like cheesy, ridiculous movies. But I I want to give some specific love too. So um, there's a Blu-ray, one of those Blu-ray boutique labels. They're called Severin Films. Okay, uh, and they specialize in. Um, they kind of play up their like sleazy image. They're like, you know, they save they save a lot of what they used to call the video nasties over in mm -hmm. England. Uh, they've like saved a bunch of those and restored them into these great Blu-rays. Uh, and I did a little bit of shopping on their Black Friday sale all the way back around Thanksgiving, uh, and my package finally arrived. Of oh. uh, I got the restoration they did of the Bloody Pit of Horror. Which what? is a real cheesy Italian. It's from the 60s. It's this gothic horror 
movie these like models are doing like a photo shoot the plot's really unimportant in a movie like this but it's these models are doing a photo shoot in this old castle and there's this guy that thinks he's like the reincarnation of this torturer from the inquisition uh actually played by mickey hargitay uh the father of Of mariska of mariska hargitay wow um and he murders all these models tortures them this is like the original torture porn uh, but it's so cheesy and ridiculous. It's got that bright, bright red blood that like yes. flies all over the place. Love it. Like from uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yep. Terrible dubbing. Like it's and the dubbing's a little bit like cheeky too. I feel like they're trying to infuse some humor uh, into it. So uh, bloody pit of horror. You know, it was fun. It's bad. <laughs> Is there a indeed a bloody it. pit of horror in it? Uh, no, not mm. really. No, no real pits, just a torture chamber. Um, but the other one that I really was excited for is the flick from 1980. It's called Night of the Demon. Uh, it's about a killer Bigfoot. You uh, talked about, is it the one where the penis gets ripped off? He rips a guy's dick off and yeah. you just see it in all its, all full blown, full bore. But it's a movie that I discovered in like college uh, and heard like, salacious shit about because it was like famous for being banned and violent and stuff but it lived forever on these like bootleg dvds uh everybody said all that was left out there for source material was like vhs copies of it and stuff uh but apparently severin found an original camera negative and they were able to create a hd transfer that's like a revelation compared to the real shitty quality i've seen over the years so it looks great um but yeah, it's got a killer Bigfoot man. It's got a satanic cult in it. It's just, it's a wild movie. So uh, <laughs> if anyone's ever wild. seen this Night of the Demon from 1980, not to be confused with, there's like a classier British movie from the 50s called Night of the Demon that's pretty good. But this is more, if you like trash, like if you like trauma type stuff, because it's got like hardcore sex in it and just yeah. Bigfoot killing people and like all these weird subplots. Um it's and terrible acting they literally do there's line flubs like from the actors where they mess up a line and then correct themselves and it's still in the movie like that's how amateur low budget this thing was so i i don't even know man it's like from another planet kind of weird um and speaking of that shutter on shutter i watched a flick called winter beast Mm-hmm. Which is another one where I know another one of these. I, uh, somebody put it out on Blu-ray, and it looks like uh, Shutter got like a bunch of that label's movies. But Winter Beast is like it's this homemade amateur like regional movie from like the early '90s. Some guys in Massachusetts made it. Takes place at like a ski lodge, a mountain lodge where there's monsters killing people. It's like if you mixed Evil Dead with Twin Peaks. Uh, and then the room, Tommy, we sews the room, like it's terrible acting. They shot it over the course of years I was reading. So the appearance of actors literally changes in scenes, like <laughs> oh, mid scene wow. where like his facial hair is a different length. Um, it, the monsters are cool. Like it's got all this amateur stop animation in it of like monsters killing people. So, uh, it's wild and it's a movie that. I'm like, how is this not huge? Like, this should have midnight screenings like the room of people uh, just watching this thing. It was so bizarre. So that's where I've been living lately is in these weirdo, so bad they're good movies. I saw that Shudder has a new folk horror documentary, and I would like to watch that. Uh, That Severin Films, uh, that same company, uh, they did a giant box set, apparently, which I'm kind of might save my pennies and try and grab that. But they had they did this massive box set of that documentary and then like a dozen movies that are mentioned in that documentary. Cool. And a lot of them are like obscure, you know, folk horror, as they call it, uh, movies. So I'm yeah, like very Eyes of Fire. There's one that I've always wanted to see from like the VHS box. And I think, I think Eyes of Shutter. Fire. I've heard yeah. Eyes of Fire is like really good. So I want yeah. to watch it. And I'm excited it's on Shutter now because I've always wanted to see it. I can like see the box, the VHS yeah. box with like. And there's a, a bunch of like. And there's like a bunch of trees. Scandinavian ones in there too. Like cool. apparently in like Norway and Iceland, this folk horror thing became like a big deal. So love that. 
Well, I've been busy watching stuff too. Um, one of them I'll wait to talk about a little later, but I watched Initiation, which was a 2020 movie. It was on, there was some list of like 10 horror gems you maybe didn't hear about in 2020. So I've watched a couple of them and I try to watch that 15 things you didn't know about Bigfoot and number one will really shock you or whatever yeah. about this. Yes, I yeah, watched I like know. half of it and I'm like, yeah, no, that, no, thank you. Not for um, you. Nope. And then I watched Initiation, which was fine. There were some decent things about it. It's just sort of a slashery sort of scream sort of thing. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, I watched The Empty Man because lots of people have talked about mm-hmm. that. And while like the comparing it to the bye-bye man is a decent comparison in some regards and some things about it, mm-hmm. but then it does some really weird things. It's very long. It's over two hours and I could do without that. Like the first 20 minutes are really, really good. And then it's interesting for like another 20 minutes. And then it, for me, all kind of goes downhill, but Lots of people really like it, and it's, I mean, there are worse movies out there for sure. Yeah, I heard um, uh, uh, one of my buddies, Sean, I remember that article you sent me, I read it, where they said The Empty Man is a cult movie, like, in the making, like, right before our eyes, because it's one of those movies where, like, it fluctuated, like you were just saying. uh, So many people are like, it's got these moments that are, like, really good, and then it verges into just this bizarre territory, uh, like, bad movie so bad it's good maybe or maybe just so bad it's bad sort of like it's this oddity that's like living out there that people are writing and talking about so i need to check it out it's a queer one and i think you'll like it Mm -hmm. and then i watched two sort of sci-fi ish ones which i'm becoming more open to in my older age ah yes one was come true which I mm. think is on Amazon Prime. I watch so many things on my little streaming site that like I don't know where things actually <laughs> yeah. live. Yeah. But I really liked Come True. I thought it was a different movie when I started it. Like I thought I'd seen a trailer for a movie, but I think that movie I was thinking of was years ago about uh, some little kids and they could imagine things and they would happen. There's like a Ray Bradbury story sort of uh, with using that same sort of thing where these kids can imagine things in their rooms and tigers come and like eat their nanny mm. or their parents or something. It's like yeah, a Ray Bradbury yeah, 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 yeah. story. Yes, so there's, yes, yes. I was thinking it was something more like that where these little kids could imagine things and they would like come true, but it's actually something very different. It's more about like dreams and shadow people like we've talked about with like teacher. Oh, Drew and cool. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I actually really liked it. I really liked the lead girl a lot. It's a, a Canadian horror film that has been compared to sort of both Cronenbergs and mm. and I really dug it. And then I watched Oxygen, which is the new the guy who did like High Tension Alexander mm. Aja? Aja? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aja, Aja, yeah, Aja. Who did like Crawl and things like that. I'm not a the fan Hills of The Hills Have Eyes remake. The Hills Have Eyes. So Oxygen is definitely very sci-fi. Hmm. But I liked it. The lead performance in it is what I keep hearing about this woman. And she was so, so good. So I liked it. It was fine. I So I really haven't watched anything bad, which is nice. It's And then the other things that I've watched, because since I was sick, I had a little bit of time of just chilling. Mm-hmm. I, I watched the entire first season of Yellow Jackets. There's one mm. episode left, but I watched I watched the first nine episodes in like a day. Joe sort of gave up after like episode three. He's like, I'm sick and tired of not getting answers. I'm like, it is a TV show. Like, you're not going to get answers till like season three and who knows even then. But it's like, bring it on meets Lost meets Lord of the Flies meets Alive. Like, it's yep. such a great conglomeration and I love it and Christina Ricci and Melanie Linsky oh my god so so good and um what's her butt from Cape Fear so Mm. good uh Juliette Lewis yes thank you I want to call her like I don't know what Jennifer or something but yes Juliette Lewis is also so good but Christina Ricci is like the best she's Mm. I was talking to Joe and I was like why is she so good here? Like, is she just gotten better? She's gotten older? Cause like, I thought she was really good when she was really little. And then I thought there was like just a phase where I was kind of like, okay, I'm kind of over you. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think you're good. And, and he's like, I think she's a character actress. And I think that there was just that phase where she was playing like leading ladies more. And he's like, I think she's much better as like a character actress, which would make sense with like Wednesday Adams. And this particular character, Misty, like, yes. I think that she shines better there. Absolutely. 
think you hit that nail on the head. But Yellow Jackets is awesome. There's lots of fun theories. I'm excited to see. I mean, this next episode, there's no way they can give us all the answers. So, of course, it's going to go later in life. And it, it's so great, though. And it's definitely weird. There's some supernatural elements. There's some fucked up elements. And it's sort of genre genre bending and mm -hmm. and whatnot which i really dig and then i finally started chucky and i'm halfway through it and i i like it it's grown on me i didn't ever not like it but it was a it's a little like a child's play movie like like the the better of them it's a little campy i love mm -hmm. the lead characters like a gay teen but he's also like annoying to me like he just always makes these faces like these really distraught like what faces and i'm over it <laughs> but the characters are evolving now and things are shifting and it's every episode i'd like want to watch the next one like last night it was like 1 a.m i'm like okay i gotta go to bed <laughs> so cool. so yeah, i keep hearing I, good things about it so yeah. i haven't jumped on it yet but it is good so far there's been none of like the characters from old movies coming in there's been like little hints of them coming on but there hasn't been any andy or tiffany or anything like that so mm -hmm. i i think that that's gonna start to happen here in these next few episodes and then i think it's gonna get really fun yeah my understanding is they're it's kind of cementing the idea that like all of the original run of movies of child's play are one continuity even though it kind of feels like it doesn't make sense or <laughs> jumps around a little bit but it's supposed to be one continuous story so yeah well, I know I mentioned some telegrams earlier, but if you want to write to us, please do. Scaring is sharing at gmail.com. Or if you're one of our friends and you just happen to write us a, a message, I might just read that like I did with Bobby today. Um, or slide into our Instagram DMs uh, and tell us what you're watching, what you love, what you hate, whatever. We want to hear it. Yeah. And if I know you personally, and like I said about Ethan earlier, I'll just see you in person. You could tell me what you thought about what we were talking sure. about and I'll call you out on the show. So that's right. <laughs> well, shall we dive into our film? The scream. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we went and saw Scream tonight. If you follow us on Insta, you saw a couple of different pictures we posted from our time together, which was super fun. Like, this is the like I was thinking about. It. I'm like I have not been this excited for a movie since like Halloween came out, like the 2018. But I'm even more excited about this because I have more of an affinity to Scream than I do for Halloween. Like it is one mm -hmm. of the the movies that shaped who I am. I loved horror movies before it, but I saw it in the theater. I had a blast. It was like that perfect time, that mid 90s when I was a teen. So like I couldn't have been more excited and hadn't watched a single trailer, not a single commercial. I tried to go in as blind as possible. So that made it so much fun. And I had some theories, which I'll talk about, but mm -hmm. I won't say whether they're right or wrong until a little later. So should I do, should I do the letterboxed? Oh yeah, please. Yes. Yes. Okay. Scream from 2022. Uh, and the tagline is it's always someone, you know, and the description is 25 years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, a new killer has donned the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Vague enough, but that's, yeah, that's what happens, guys. <laughs> so let's talk a little non-spoilery and then we'll have to talk a lot spoilery so just in an overall sense i loved the movie i had a blast i had a very good time it is and this is no spoilery but it's my second favorite of the five films i thought it was great hmm. i had a blast in it and i would put it at number two okay yeah i'm 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 weighing um because i have an affinity for scream too i love the first two uh, i briefly was talking to you in the theater where i'm like i've only seen scream three once and i said that sucked and i've never watched it again uh so but that was many years ago so i feel like i owe it a revisit to see if time has changed me at all uh and scream four i only saw in the theater once uh and i don't i, I just remember it being like that was fun but that was because they shot it in downtown plymouth uh which is like yeah. the, yep, in michigan right by where i grew up i used to hang out in the town center that they used in that movie. So I was just like, oh, how cool. They like shot a real movie, like right near, uh, you know, where I hang out. Um, 
but I don't really remember much about Scream 4. So Well, I rewatched it last week with jokes. Joe was like, I haven't seen Scream 4 since it came out 10 years ago. Like, we should rewatch it. And it's kind of fun. Our friend Jeff Bobick is in it. He's mm. a doctor and like one of the early hospitals. I think there's like two hospital scenes and he's in the earlier scene in like the background. You barely see him. But he sent me a picture today because he kept his his prop, which is like a doctor's badge. And it says like Woods Woodsboro Hospital or something with like yeah. his, his picture on it. Woodsboro General. <laughs> so that was fun. And we rewatched it and like it's good for a little bit. And then there's a certain point where they go to Hayden Panettiere's house for like a party at the end. And it just falls apart from that point on. I like, felt like from what I remember the ending, I remember thinking it was utterly ridiculous that that was like the direction they went with the ending of four. Oh yeah. Like the, the reveal and the reveal. All, yeah. all I think lots of people there are like, Oh my God, it's so timely. Like it even means more now. And 2020 then it 2021 then it did even back then and i'm I, re-watching it i'm just like plus emma roberts like it's just such a such a bitch like mm -hmm. just based on i mean she's grown on me a little bit but like i knew that she got like arrested for like beating up her boyfriend like she's not a good person oh, <laughs> oh geez yeah she beat up evan peters i think she got like arrested like for like oh, domestic wow. abuse like this is many many years ago so maybe she's reformed whatever but she's like made a living off of being like a bitch i think yeah. at the time of this that wasn't really the thing so i think it was kind of a surprise when spoiler alert Spoiler, spoiler alert. She was the villain. She's the she's the killer, and it's all for fame and fortune and whatever. She wants to be famous. Um, but it also it feels very much in line with the other screen movies as far as the feel and things like the music now feel very melodramatic for it being only like 10 years ago. Like okay. when you watch the original Scream, it's like, this is in the mid nineties. This is 25 years ago. But like this movie was 10 years ago. And it, it just sort of feels like it didn't move forward very much. Like it's sort of just trying to be the original again. And I mean, it's like Wes Craven and I think Kevin Williamson as well. I can't remember if he did the screenplay or not. I, I'm pretty sure that so. he did the four, one, two, three, four. I'm but it fairly was, certain. At least the third one did some unique things. I'm not a fan of it. I would watch four over three most days, except for I really love Parker Posey. The best thing about four is Hayden Panettiere, but it just felt hokey and cheesy and all of that. So Going into this one, one of the things I was most excited for was the music. I'm like, the music has to be an homage to the original because it's always had similar themes and vibes to it. You always hear Red Right Hand. Yep. I can't remember if you did in four or not. But like, I'm like, how are they going to do things? Because the score has to evolve. And I thought the score did a really good job. Yeah. In, in this new one. And yeah. I also thought that the characters felt fresh and original and I there were a ton of them, but I didn't feel like, God, you brought on too many people. You didn't know we didn't get to know any of them. I felt like I got to know each of them enough, mm -hmm. some more than others, but I didn't feel like you had too many people because I couldn't, I didn't know who was what and no one had characters because they didn't get enough scream time. Yeah, they were all good I enough scream time i meant scream time scream time <laughs> uh i felt like they were all good enough which is good because as i get older these movies with these young people running around i'm more and more like please just kill them all i'm tired of watching them be dumb young people but i didn't get that this time so i was like good work for all of them i was actually like okay they feel like real real kids because that's another problem too is horror movies often you know they don't feel or act like real you can tell like some old ass man wrote the screenplay and mm -hmm. you're like kids don't talk like that but these felt like real young people but what i cared about was nev and courtney and david coming in uh that's where i really like it felt like hanging out with old friends uh, and nev had, campbell looks fucking great she she's still a badass uh courtney cox still a bad uh, david arquette speaking of the score the moment when he sh <laughs> sorry slight know. spoilers but yeah when he showed up and they do that like western sting yeah. where, where he's got his gun uh, you know back on his hip again i heard like, you giggle over there yeah i know i was like back in the saddle there he is <laughs> like like straight out of a western like yep yep perfect great use of music there 
And one of my favorite things, and you heard me giggling as well, was in the opening scene, and they start talking about elevated horror, which elevated I horror, other yes. things, but now I will forever call it elevated horror. And she mentions four of my favorite movies. Yes, she says the Babadook and follows the witch in Hereditary, and I was like, she's speaking my language. And I like that you know it was kind of like taking a stab at those ah, taking a stab <laughs> at those things like making fun of it because it's like because this movie is just a down and dirty slasher and my god where the kill scene's brutal um, yeah joe was just, commenting he's like the the stabbing was intense and yeah. it really was uh and that felt like a great throwback because i'm a slasher dude and i love just a good slasher return because yeah i i kept ex uh, comparing this experience to seeing halloween 2018 which mm -hmm. like that was a movie that kind of like you know it just hit like a ton of bricks you're like oh my god they've made another like uh definitive entry in the series um and i feel like this movie accomplished that i think they made another you know a definitive scream movie here with what they did and so going into it, like what I did know, obviously, I think in the, the the original trailer when we went and saw something and they played it and I covered my my ears and I closed my eyes, but I could hear like, welcome home, Sydney or something. I don't even think that's what he says to her, but it's something like that. Yeah. And I knew I could tell from the poster, like it's like Stu's house. Like I knew that she comes home, right? So also after watching Scream 4, that's kind of what Scream 4 is. She comes home on like a tour and shit goes down and she's back mm -hmm. home and they're like, every time you come home, things go to shit. So I was like, is this just gonna be like Scream 4? Like, I don't understand how we're gonna get her home and it's gonna feel fresh. And what this, so that's what I knew about it was that like somehow Sydney comes home, it all takes place in Woodsboro. And I really loved sort of how it evolved and how the story did bring it all around and have it feel fresh while also really paying much homage to the OG. Mm -hmm. Like there was a lot of that, but it never felt like, I don't know what to do, so we're just going to rip off the original. It felt very much in honor of while also having this like brand new taste to it yeah from from what i'm remembering too this feels like this movie feels like a better version of what four wanted to do which from what i understand scream three had such a lukewarm response that that it, it freaked wes craven out uh and he knew he you know we have to make another one but i don't know what to do with it so i think that's why they took that like back to basics like they attempted to kind of redo the first one with four from what i remember but it just was a little too like winking and nodding at the audience like a little too heavy-handed that direction where this does that but in a much more self-aware way uh in a in a way that just i don't know it worked uh more solidly and it's definitely its most diverse cast, but it didn't feel like, oh, we got to throw some black people and some Latinos in here. And yeah. We got to have a gay character. Like it felt natural in that regard. And maybe it's just because it was like a cast of like 30 people, but mm -hmm. like it didn't feel like it was like trying to be hip yeah. and diverse and like fill the DEI quotients that it needed to. Sure. It just was. And I, I really liked that aspect of it. I liked that the the lead gal was Latinx. Like I, I loved that. And and I liked that there was a, a first gay character aside from the cop in part two, who I just assume is gay because he's like, don't ask, don't tell, like right before he dies. Like mm -hmm. I just have always thought he was a gay character. And I know that there are like theories that Stu and Billy were gay lovers, but like that's not actually ever spoken. It's just a theory. Yeah, it's that's just fan fandom. And I like it. I, I'm there for it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I feel and like I, there's a, a little bit of queer coding, as they say, in that first movie with their characters. Yes. yes. And I also liked the two name sort of nods that i heard and i didn't even think that that dylan kid um he has an interesting last name from like 10 things not 10 things i hate about you but um welcome to your tape what is that show called dylan minette he is in um oh he's in uh let me in and 13 reasons why um 
he his character's name was Wes, and I didn't even put it together. Yeah, it was like Wes Craven. Yeah, and then the other lead gal's name was Sam Carpenter, which yep. of course is a nod yep. to Johnny to JC like himself. Yeah. And it did actually when the, at the very end, the the first title card that comes on at the end, it says for Wes and it just got me. It just mm -hmm. sort of moved me. I was literally just jumping online real quick too to see if did this thing begin development uh, with Wes Craven, which it looks like vaguely. Yeah, Wes was developing a Scream 5 and a Scream 6, in fact, uh, before he died. So um, this thing's life goes back like till right after Scream 4, like is when they started working on 5. So, uh, yeah. And one of the weirdest things about it was not having the Dimension logo to start it off. That felt so weird because it really, I always think mm -hmm. of that Dimension logo popping up and the phone ringing, and then that didn't happen. It was so, that was bizarre. Yeah, it was like Paramount when the <laughs> Paramount logo came up. I was like, when did they take this over? Oh, okay. But like these directors, the ones who did Ready or Not, Matt, Bat Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillett or Gillette, I'm not sure which it is, but mm -hmm. they, I mean, Ready or Not is so slick and funny and kind of scary and tense and like there couldn't have been two better directors to take this on. And I really thought that they just knocked it out of the park in regards to what they did with it paying some really good homage to, mm -hmm. to like the fan service, but also being like, we're going to, we're going to give it a, a breath of fresh air. All yeah, right, let's like, talk spoilers. Okay. Now let's do spoilers. So um, get out of here. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't you seen it, get out there it. and see it. Cause now we are going to ruin things. Yes. Um, it, it, you know, Props to the movie, too, for being one of those where I'm like, oh, the killer is totally her. Like, I guessed it was her early. In, and then it makes you think it's not who it is. And, you know, they just did. And you're like, Jack Quaid, clearly he's the only weird boy. In Do you the know cast. who I like, thought the killer was? Who? I 100% thought it was going to be Stu. I thought Stu, because when I thought the posters were being clever and it's always someone, you know, I mm -hmm. thought it was going to be someone we've known all along and I yeah. knew it couldn't have been one of our main three. Like that would just not be right. If mm -hmm. it was Dewey or Gail or, or Sydney, like there's just no way, but I thought, what if it's someone who we've always known, but like, we didn't know they were still alive. And as this movie went along and you find out that Sam is actually Billy Loomis's daughter. And yep. then you find out that Mindy and Chad are Randy's nephew and niece. Mm -hmm. And one of the best things I didn't know about this was Wiener Dog was in it. When she comes in as their mom, who she was in part three as his little sister, I was so excited because I love mm -hmm. her. Um, and then I was like, 100% when they end up at Stu's house at the end, I'm like, it's fucking Stu. He's or, alive somehow. He's alive somehow. Or these are his kids. Just yeah. like, I, it was like all of these, like, these are the new generation of the OGs. And I thought that was going to come into play and it did not. And I was wrong. Mm -hmm. But yes, I, I, oh, and Jack Quaid, he was just so sweet though, which was why yep. I never, and there was just, it always like fell that like it couldn't be him. So then when it was, I was like, fuck. Yeah, it, it seemed like oh, it's too obvious for David Arquette in the beginning to be like, look at the love interest. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, they did it. They did it to us. They pulled the rug out from under us where they went back to that beginning. And they're like, yep, it was the most obvious one all along. That's why I also thought when he's like, look at the friend group, look at your love interest. And I thought, well, what if it's none of these people? Like, what if we it's like, look at who it should be. But guess what? It's none of these. It's someone that you thought was dead all along, which would have been mm -hmm. very, very Scooby-Doo, but also I would have been here for it. Yeah, I <laughs> so, would have too. And to get Matthew Lillard again would have been like, okay. oh, cool. So let's talk about Skeet Ulrich, okay? Okay, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> was it him? And how it to was, have been him, right? Yeah, it's it was him. He's in the cast list. So oh, he it's, is, okay. It's, it's him. I wasn't sure I if think it they, was a lookalike, but I was like, you would have thought they would have given him more hair if he was a lookalike. No, I think they did some of that digital 
manipulation of his face you know de-aging or whatever like and i have to say changing I, him just enough to make him look like he did back then or trying thank to. god it wasn't his daughter all along and she just was had two personalities or whatever that would have made me furious yeah but i don't know how i feel about hallucination slash ghost billy lewis i'm okay with it you know what I, i'll take it more than i will the like ghost slash them fucking with her in part three with her mom oh yeah i really didn't like that here at least i bought that she was fucked up enough in the head and i liked that he was like almost like a good ghost like i mean he encouraged her to like kill the shit out of this guy but it wasn't like kill your sister kill sydney yeah like yeah, yeah. he was like my blood's in you like you can wreck some shit up like i did but it wasn't yeah. like you are also a serial killer sure yeah it, like it did feel more like it is her manifestation of her own issues with what she knows or she thinks she knows yeah uh, about her actual dad so that's like okay that was kind of interesting it seemed kind of jarring because uh, other scream movies have never done anything like that so that's kind of what threw me off where i'm like oh okay they're doing something totally new where they've never done anything remotely i wouldn't say supernatural but like verging on something fantastical like that so and the other thing they did that no other scream has ever done is have someone survive the opening scene yeah which was so cool to have her not only survive but make it through the whole thing and to have mm -hmm. that sisterly bond sort of be like the new gail and sydney sort of relationship yeah. like i i hope that there's not another one there probably will be if it does really well but like i would be fine if this were it but i also i really liked both of them and i would be fine seeing them in another movie and mm -hmm. I also, I really liked the new Randy. I really liked that Mindy girl who, surprisingly enough, is in Yellow Jackets as well. Oh. But I, I really liked her and I loved her whole thing about the requel, which I've never heard that phrase before. I don't know if they created it or if that's a thing. Have you heard that? Uh, no, actually, I don't I've think I've heard retcon a yeah. lot which i think also was a newish term because when i'd say it to people they're like what are you talking about yeah i'm like well that's what halloween is it's a retcon <laughs> yeah yep so i think so, the whole requel thing yeah they may have started something or i wonder it's i bet you it's off of a message board somewhere like somebody somewhere has probably used that phrase yeah. but now they're gonna blow it up and we're all gonna be saying requel and i again like that whole the the reveal of the killers and everything at the end was like taking it directly from the original as well as the opening sequence truly mm -hmm. but it never felt like lazy it felt i don't know like that like good fan service mm -hmm. i liked taking it back to exactly like the original and the motivation is just they're weird horror movie fanatics that decide they're going to become famous by killing people for real so but yeah, it didn't feel super lame like part three, even though it's kind of essentially the same thing. It was very mm -hmm. similar, but like, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I dug that. And I actually also really liked Kyle Gallner or Galner, who was a very small part. He was that Vince guy, that sort of scumbag who gets killed mm. in the parking lot. But he's yeah. from like Nightmare on Elm Street. I always call him the sad-eyed boy because I yep. think he looks like he has very sad eyes. That's who that is, yeah. And I couldn't figure out who he was when I saw him. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Because he is hot now. He's always been cute, but he always just seems so young. Even when like like he looked the same for like 10 years. He was in like Veronica Mars and Big Love. And, and now he's just like so fucking hot. He was in uh, The Haunting in Connecticut, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And and I I was like, I wanted to stand up and be like, somebody pause the movie. I need to look at a still image here. But like on his arm, I swear to God, they had maybe it's a real tattoo, but like painted on him was a Jason Voorhees. I swear to God, hockey mask oh. tattoo on his bicep. Oh, uh, that I only saw it real quick, but I'm like, I think that was Jason's mask that they have stuck on his arm as, you know, because they fill everything with so many horror movie re references. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I, I need the I need the Blu-ray so I can pause it and take a look at that image and see if that's what that was. The other thing I loved was having that new sequence from Stab in there with that scene with Randy. Yeah, recreating re from the first movie. I was like, oh, that I like, though, when uh, she looks up the cast in the beginning and it's got like David Schwimmer and Luke Wilson in the Stab uh -huh. movies. And I'm like, uh -huh. oh, 
Couldn't you have gotten them to do a cameo and filmed like a scene from one of those? That would have been cool. Because when we rewatched Scream 4, they're showing Stab at like the barn. There's like that barn film festival with all the stabs. And they're showing like the Heather Graham scene again. And I was like, they should have filmed a new scene yes. to show from it. And so when they did that here, I'm like, oh my God, they like heard my heart. <laughs> I uh, I saw a thing uh, online uh, I can't remember one of the one of the horror movie blogs was talking about how what they should do next is make a stab movie. Oh my god, that would be so fun! Like do do stab finally give us an actual movie of that. That would be cool. And I loved how they talked about how stab eight was like nothing like the rest, and everyone hated it. And I just thought it was just so that was funny. And, and James A. Janice, yes, A. Janice, Detroit hometown Ridge. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. that was fun. We both were like, oh my we god. both laugh. I heard you laugh as, as soon as I did too. I was like, oh my god, like they're yeah, they're really so hip fun. to the the horror, you know, blogosphere, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it makes sense now because he's been posting a lot on his YouTube channel with like him at the house and him like lots of little scream vignettes. Yeah, and now it makes total sense why he was there. And okay, since we're talking spoilers. We got to pour one out, people, for David Arquette, ah. for Dewey. Uh, I, I called it, too. I'm like, for this movie yeah. to have any impact, one of the main ones has to go. And it was Dewey. And I'm very torn up about it. Um, and as soon as as soon as Sydney was like, there's no way I'm ever coming back to her. I'm like, unless Dewey dies. Yeah, she's coming back. And I thought she was going to bite it, too, at the end. Like, I almost thought they were going to, you know, go that direction. But uh, alas. She made it. Thank God. A Thank lot of God. them survived at the end. I was impressed. Yeah. So like of that. They got to keep it going. They got to have that main cast four of the like 20 group of friends. There yeah. were so many of them. But it, it was rough, man, because I really do like Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox and David Arquette in those roles. I just love them so much in this series that it's like they are like old friends. Like mm -hmm. coming back to every new installment is like hanging out with some old friends again. So it was it was rough losing him. Yeah, and David Arquette was just so good. And he's also, I find him so sexy. And I didn't used to. Like, I mean, he was always kind of cute and dorky, but like I don't know. After watching 12 Hour Shift, I thought he was so hot in that because he was kind of a bad boy. And then when I saw him here, kind of all scruffy and a little worn out, I was like, Yes, David Arquette. Yeah, it's like a like a tired daddy tired daddy <laughs> just the way i like him <laughs> real tired and worn down <laughs> but yeah i truly loved it i i mean really i couldn't be much happier and it, it lived up to everything i wanted it to be and even more so because going into it, i wanted it to be good but man i had to be skeptical because mm -hmm. Because otherwise, how would you protect yourself? You have to protect yourself a little bit being like, there's no way it can be good. Yeah. And coming out of the theater, too, like, I'm still like reeling. I told Joe in the lobby, I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I'm pretty sure I liked it, but it was like, it, it just wasn't what I was expecting, but was what I was expecting. And it was one of those movies that just like totally took me by surprise. So yeah. I'm still sorting through all my feelings, but they're all, for the most part, they're positive feelings. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts that you have? I think that's about it for right now. Well, out of four knives through the hand. Five knives. Which, hold on, hold on. Out, <laughs> out of, of five. five. Out of five. But hold on, just real quick. So Jenna Ortega, that's her name, right? Jenna Ortega, yeah, the little sister. So she's in the hospital. She can barely wheelchair herself around because of her hand and her foot yet all of a sudden after a second attack a day later she can maneuver around on crutches that is yep. not how healing works no not at all <laughs> if it would have gone the opposite direction like she could do crutches and then she had to be in a wheelchair i would have bought it more so yeah no after the second attack i'm like she should be even more debilitated 
Like, yeah, all of a sudden, I'm like, crutches are not easy. You, no. Your armpits hurt for days. Like, and it takes strength. Easy. It takes strength. some strength to do crutches. With so your it's hand. Like, yeah, more it's so like, than like a wheelchair. No, she should be even more fucked up where she couldn't even like move a wheelchair. <laughs> like they should have been dragging her ass around. <laughs> like that's how hurt she was. But. Yeah. So one last thing I had to say. So yes, out of five out of knives five. right through your hand, how many do you give it? You know, I was almost thinking of going lower with it, but like, I don't know. Like I said, number of times already now, it just felt so good to see our beloved legacy characters, as they called them, back again. Yes, legacies. Uh, so I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four as well. And that may rise because it's so fresh and new right in our mind. We just saw it. We mm -hmm. just walked out of the theater. I know. I need to see it again. I, I will already. definitely see it again. So fucking good. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it four too, which gives it a scare of approval. Scare of approval. Yeah, that sound effect may or may not be in there. We don't. Do you think it's gonna be divisive? Do you think people are gonna be like love it, hate it, or I think it's gonna be yeah? I think it already is because I've seen on Letterboxd when I just jumped on there like. One user I follow already was like, I hated this. And I'm like, oh, here it comes. There's going to oh. be some curmudgeons out there that are like, yeah, uh, I, I think a lot of it comes from old people. <laughs> the older I'm fans. Old. I know. When people I'm, say, how know, old are you? I say 102. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the older fans. And it's like, I feel like it comes from our side of the generation gap that are curmudgeons about these things. And it's just, you know what? Embrace newness, guys. Speaking of young, I read that Dylan Minette, who's the, the little cutie who plays Wes, mm -hmm. he was born nine days after the original came out <laughs> like There's jesus christ you that moment born. that moment in the movie where jack quaid at the party is just like hello generation z <laughs> and i'm like that's what it feels like these days so yes just feel so old and lame yeah but i think that melissa barrera who played sam was a really good final girl i dug her i dug her she's mm -hmm. done a lot of um spanish films she's in in the heights which i've not yet seen but i i really liked her so bring it i want more yeah. of her solid cast solid indeed well, thanks, Jeremy, as always. And um, write to us and tell us what you thought of this movie. Hope you loved it. Tell us what you thought of our thought. Whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what you think. Just fucking talk to us. Just talk to us. Scaringisharing at gmail.com. We love it. Yeah. Do you like this raw, unedited shit? Because you know what? If I don't have to edit it, it's going to save me a lot of time. So maybe cool. I just won't do it anymore. We'll see. Yeah, we're just going to stop editing. You're going to get a lot of ums. And when we stop to look somebody up on Wikipedia, you're going to hear us reading to ourselves. If you were keeping tracks of how many errors we made along the way, tell us what that scorecard is. Yeah, I cool. It's at least seven. I want to hear it. Tell me all the ums, all the mistakes, all the false starts. All right. Well, it's three in the morning and I'm tired. It's not three in the morning. He's lying like to you. It. It's like I know, right? That's where I'm at in my life. Is anything post ten o'clock feels like the middle of the night always. I'm like, I should have been in bed in bed for hours now. I have more Chucky to watch. Okay. Okay, go to it. Go, go. go but no, this it. was great. Um, keep um listening if you enjoy it. Thank you. Um, keep watching scary movies and talking about them. And talking about them with us. Yeah, cause scaring is sharing. Uh, till next time, guys. Hail Paymon. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> Bye. Scaring is sharing. 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 This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.